This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. New Orleans and Milwaukee, the spread is nine. Again, going to the total. The Pelicans 22-4 and four to the over in their last 26 games. Both teams give up a ton of threes. I'm going over in both games. New Orleans-Milwaukee there as well. New Orleans led 123-120 with three minutes left and a 9-2 Milwaukee run since then. And that does it. Final buzzer. Bucks win it 129-125. to On the BetQL Audio Network. Friday, February 26th. Welcome into BetQL Daily here for the next three hours with you weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the radio.com app and 14.30 in Denver on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Smash show today. Ian Begley will drop by in about 20 minutes to talk some NBA, talk the NFL and the rumor mill with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Our very own Eli Hershkovich will be here for College Hoops. Big weekend coming up. And Nick Kalikas on the UFC. It's Joe Ostrowski with you at Joe 0670. And my co-host, I know he's done this show a few times, but I haven't had the pleasure of co-hosting with John Jostrewski. Uh JJ, they had to bring out the two Polish DJs on this Friday. You ain't kidding, Joe. <laughs> it's a pleasure, number one. I'm happy that you'll be here to do a lot of the heavy lifting, so that way I'm here <laughs> for my charming good looks. And hopefully a couple of winners, and we go from there. So it's good to be on with you, amigo. How did the uh, Thursday evening treat you? Based upon that intro I just heard, seemed like you gave out a winner in the NBA. So that's a nice start. Uh, they, they try to make me uh, sound pretty good from time to time. I played a couple of totals. I went one and one on those on the late game. So that was all right. Uh, that New Orleans game, uh, Milwaukee, it looked pretty early on like that over was going to clear. But I did have a good night. I don't know if you guys have this. I don't think you guys do in New York with uh, with PointsBet, a sponsor on this show. So uh, later in the day, I was talking to my buddy Rick Camp at the score, and he's good on the player props. And we're talking about Luca and game – three and four nights and he struggled in these spots ben simmons is going to be on his tail all night we were talking about going under the uh points rebounds and assists and i started looking at points but i'm like you know what i don't think he's going to get too many boards and i was looking the points times the rebounds jj was 312 which didn't make any sense to me he ended he didn't play the fourth quarter because it was a blowout he finished with points times rebounds 57 So it was a a good night. You ain't kidding, man. And isn't it crazy how, and I'm not a big player prop guy, Joe. Like normally I like playing sides for the most part. I'm dabbled from time to time. I think once we get legalization in New York, you know, maybe an hour before tip off, an hour before kickoff, I'll find myself that much more involved. 
Um, but it's amazing how handicapping, figuring out which one of these sides are going to be blowouts could yeah. be the difference in many ways in hitting an over or hitting an under. Because I remember I was doing this show filling in for you last Friday, and there was one particular player prop that I wasn't in love with. I'm trying to think who it was. It might have been a James Harden-related prop. I was just like, this game ends up being a blowout. He may not be able to go and put up those gaudy stat lines. Now, listen, with the Nets and the way they're rolling right now, they get three mm. quarters and four quarters. Dude, they're putting <laughs> up crazy, crazy points. So maybe not the best example, but it's definitely a good way to go and try and handicap these sort of things moving forward. Uh, in the association, we had a couple big upsets. Memphis, eight-point dogs. They went outright. Washington, same deal. Uh, how'd it go for you? Did you focus NBA or college? Well, I was big on the college troops last night. I did not love the NBA card. And, you know, I was looking from a local standpoint. Knicks ended up winning going away. I thought it was a little bit of a low fishy line against Sacramento. So it was a stay away. And Brooklyn now is at a point you can't fade them. I thought about it on Tuesday against Sacramento because no. the line made no sense. It went from like eight to six and a half. And everybody was pounding Brooklyn. And I was like, wow, Sacramento's got to be the play here. Nets haven't been great against good teams. First game back after a West Coast trip. Nets won the game by 25-plus points. So I was like, I ain't going near any of these NBA games. I had a good night in college, though. I had Colorado, which to me was the system play. <laughs> you had the ranked team. In, and I talk about this all the time, Joe. And listen, I'm not, I'm not looking for credit or anything. Yeah, Because okay? yeah. I get it. If you're a sharp handicapper, you've probably been looking at this for a long, long time. For, for anybody who hasn't seen it, you get a ranked team that is an underdog against an unranked team. That's like an automatic play for me like 90% of the time. So I was all over Colorado. They won easy. I won with Oregon. It depended on where you got the number. If you had it at three, it was a push. If you had it at two and a half, the free throw at the end of the game, significant to some. Good thing they called the foul with a second to go. And how about the upset of the night? I didn't like them outright, Joe, but mm. I had Michigan State plus, I think it was four and a half against the Ohio State Buckeyes. So listen, after I got my butt whooped on Monday, it was nice to come back here on Wednesday and Thursday and uh, flex a little muscle. How about that last night with Sparty? We talk about it every single year. Izzo doesn't care about the beginning of the season. And once you get to March, uh, these Blue Bloods making their run. Duke, it looks like something crazy has to happen for them not to get in. And now Michigan State, you take out the Illini, you take out the Buckeyes in back-to-back -back games. Now they've got a strong case. Oh, there's no doubt. And if you look at the resume for a team like Michigan State, they are going to be in many ways the beneficiary of playing in the league that they play in because they have so yep. many opportunities night after night after night to go and pick up those quote-unquote quad one wins and you beat the Illini and you beat the Buckeyes. Those are move-the-needle type of games. Those mm -hmm. are eye-opening type performances. And you nailed it with Duke. Duke, I saw the other day. I don't know if you saw this. They were posting odds to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Now Duke is like minus 200 to make the tournament. It's like right. they went from being the outcast of all outcasts this year in college basketball, and now they're in. It's amazing. You know, everybody was giving Bayheim heat for that comment he made about Jalen Johnson. Oh, they're, they're better off without him. Oh, Jim, how, how could you say such a thing? Well, listen, Jim Bayheim likes to, you know, pick his nose from time to time. <laughs> he also knows what he's talking about, though. 
And it's not just come from a Q's guy. Guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to college basketball around the sport. There's no doubt about that. That's John Jastrzemski. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. A lot coming on uh, today, uh, especially some college hoops, both NBA and college. And But how about the NFL, man? It's nonstop. It's not the offseason. Don't think it's the offseason. It's never the offseason. JJ, I don't know about you, but here in Chicago, they're just desperate to land one of these quarterbacks. When the carousel stops spinning, they're hoping to get one of them. I, I figure they're end up with none of them. But that Russ Wilson story comes out um, right after the season ended. I didn't think much of it. Like, he's not going to force his way out. It's about Russell Wilson. It's about the brand. That's all he cares about. He He's not leaving. It's just like the Aaron Rodgers rumors we heard early on. And now we circle back yesterday with those uh, Schefter reports that came out about 24 hours ago. As wild as it sounds, it feels like it's a good time in the NFL to have a vacancy at the most important position in sports. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild and pretty crazy what we've heard over the last few days, last few weeks, you name it. And I think those betting odds right there at 2,500, though, still Mm kind of speak to where Russell Wilson is at as far as his career. I think there's frustration with the way he's been hit over the last few years. I think there might even be a little animosity with he and Pete Carroll. I wouldn't rule that out. But all of these reports, Joe, keep stressing the fact that Russell Wilson wants to remain in Seattle. So, yes, I know folks in Chicago are probably thrilled they see their name on a list. The Vegas Raiders are dying for a quarterback. And you know John Gruden would love nothing more than to have Russell Wilson in the Death Star playing games with the ACDC blasting as opposed to having Derek Carr as his quarterback next year. But when we're watching the NFL, September of 2021, and you're all fired up with your picks, I'm all fired up sending in my super contest for the first time, (laughs) we're going to be looking at Russell Wilson playing somewhere wearing a Seattle Seahawks jersey. So I think those 2,500 odds, they're fair. I think they're reflective of the market, and I think they're reflective of where he ultimately ends up. I think he's ticked off. I think he needs to be coddled a little bit, but I think he and Pete Carroll will be uh, kissing and making up sooner rather than later. I'd love to know what Russ wants here because back-to-back seasons, we've seen the first half, he becomes the favorite to be the MVP, throwing up some gaudy numbers, and then in the second half, They stop letting Russ cook. It's more about the run game. That's Pete Carroll's style. That's what he wants. And then those numbers go away. And then all of a sudden, uh, so do his chances at the MVP. Is Russ about, I want to be top three, top five in stats in the NFL. I want to be in the MVP conversation all year. Or is it about about winning in the postseason? If he has complaints about getting hit, I understand, man. Every year we're sitting here talking about the Seahawks offensive line. How he's running for his life game after game. Yeah, I think it's winning more than anything, Joe. I do. And listen, he was on his way in the first half of the year. You mentioned it. Let Russ cook. He was the front runner. it felt like, to go and win the MVP. And you know in one of these years, he's going to end up doing it for a full year. He's going to have the numbers that stand out. He's going to end up winning the award. Sooner or later, they like, you know, go through the list and you keep knocking on the door. You'll eventually get one of these bad boys. But you look in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know about you. I love the LA Rams. It didn't matter who was playing quarterback wildcard weekend. I said, Seattle can't block Aaron Donald. 
period. They're not going to win that matchup point blank at the line of scrimmage. And they got owned at the line of scrimmage. So from you know a championship standpoint, that's correct. They didn't have a team that was good enough in the NFC to go win a Super Bowl. So yeah, it might be about accolades. It might be about you know getting that first MVP. Uh, I think Russell Wilson wants to get back to the Super Bowl. Hasn't done that in about seven years. JJ, help me out with this because th- sure. this is hilarious. Russ, all about the image. Agent circles back to Schefter. No, 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 no. Not demanding a trade. Please. You have a list of four teams. You're demanding a trade. You're trying to force some sort of a change. You're trying to scare somebody. He's worried that he's going to be tied to Pete Carroll's entire career because he just got a, a long extension. Oldest coach in the NFL. Doesn't seem like he's going to be going anywhere. But the four teams, three NFC and one AFC. Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago, and then Las Vegas on the AFC side. Do these does this list make any sense to you? Um, Dallas big market, New sure. Orleans win now team. You put Russell Wilson with the New Orleans Saints, they're gonna have a much better chance to win than they did last year because Drew Brees' oh. arm was totally shot. It's and terrible. if you're New Orleans, you'd love that because you know there's uncertainty with Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill, I, I I don't buy it. I don't see the phenomenon there. Anytime he comes into the game, I'm like, why is this guy getting as much burn and as much time as he's getting? Um, but Vegas, the reason Vegas makes sense, market, the head coach is probably obsessed. They'll let him do whatever the hell he wants. They'll give him the keys to the franchise. And if Seattle actually was of the mindset where they kind of were accepting of the fact that they were going to trade him, doesn't it make sense to take Russell Wilson and trade him out of the AFC or the NFC? That's the way I'd be looking right, at it. Right, right. So I would think that the list would have more AFC t- teams and uh, you skip Chicago because you can't come up with a reason for Chicago. Can anybody come up with a reason? Why would you want to go to the Bears? I know he picked four offensive-minded head coaches. That's the league right now anyways. Um, Bears, desperate general manager, desperate head coach. I, I don't see why they're on the list, but if he walked into the doors at Hallis Hall immediately, he becomes the greatest quarterback in franchise history. It's crazy to think about, <laughs> man. That's crazy to think about. And, you know, I can't imagine what the dynamic is there. And you know what better than anybody, Joe? The fact that they pass up on Mahomes and Watson <laughs> in the same damn draft and end up yeah. with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't care how much good stuff you might do if you're Ryan Pace. How in the world do you survive that? You can't. I've been asking that question for years. I don't know why he's still here. They love to talk about how much they collaborate. Both of them on the hot seat entering the season. They are tied together. So if the Bears are below 500, people are expecting them to clean house. We'll see if they actually do it. So, JJ, on on the same day we have all this uh, Russ rumors, right? Um, We also hear about Deshaun Watson, which – Flew under the radar because of Wilson. But, okay, yeah, Deshaun Watson, here's your new coach. Nice to meet you. I want out still. <laughs> yeah, get me uh, get me a new destination. But remember, the ball's in the court of the Houston Texans. So, yep. you know, the Houston Texans can play nice and trade them, or they can say to hell with that, you're, you're going to come to camp and you're going to be miserable and you're going to have to suck it up and go through this year. I am very curious to see how committed the Texans are going to be in making Deshaun Watson's life miserable. And that's why, listen, it's more likely he ends up traded than a guy like Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, not a given though. Don't rule anything out when it comes to the Houston Texans. See, you're not buying all this hype. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, quarterback carousel, quarterback movement everywhere. We've seen this many, many times in the past. A uh, lot of noise. It doesn't mean something's actually going to go down, and the team's going to trade a franchise quarterback. Especially in Seattle. I mean, yeah. team like the Texans, they might have no choice. Where they're at, Seattle, they have a choice. They're not trading Russell Wilson. That's JJ. I'm Joe O. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Get back to some NBA conversation. Welcome in Ian Begley to discuss the Nets and the Knicks. JJ, uh, I know uh, he'll have some good questions for Ian there and also cover the rest of the NBA big picture stuff. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.